Yeah. And yo, Black, it's time. Word. Word, it's time. It's time, man. Alright, begin. Yeah. Straight out the fucking dungeons of rap. But fake niggas don't make it back. I don't know how to start this. No. Rappers are monkey flipping with the funky rhythm. I be kicking, musician, inflicting composition. A pain, I'm like Scarface. What's the answer? You can skate. I can skate. You like, you can ice skate on the low, like. What you know? I was a blade ass nigga. I was a blade ass. Nigga. Oh, yeah, you were. I couldn't. Oh, blade with glory down. No sample. Roller blades. Roller blades are way better than roller skates. I like roller skates. It's chill. It's chill. Once you get the hang of it. Like he could have been a monster robot, man. You could have just fit right in with Bow Wow, man. Nah, he looks like he's supposed to be a brink. <laughs> <laughs> a random token. <laughs> like to welcome you guys back to the motherfucking High Coast Podcast. I go by Sosa Godfrey. Yeah. It's Mook, babe. The sound man is in the back. He has no name but sound man. No name but sound man. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, niggas. Was you in a, when you went out at the Korea town, were you in a talking situation? No, there was another black guy. He looked like a mad at He looked like a mad at that other black guy in New York be wild, son. Cause like sometimes you be luck out and you actually get a brother, and then sometimes it be, be some weak nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> I be wanting to ask y'all about that shit. I'm like, bro, what is it like? Cause I be like, the black dudes I met from New York, like they either like dead, uh-huh. or real nigga, or it's just like, bro, I, I, we have literally nothing. In common, my nigga. Like, what are we talking about? I don't know. Guys from New York are weird, and also they don't be from New York a lot of times. Right. They just be people who lived there for like eight, ten years, and then oh, I'm from New York, but okay. they from like some random place, mm-hmm. Idaho, so, and shit. yeah, some random. The New York people I met have been pretty cool. Like, yeah, I act, fuck the, with act, like yeah. the locals. Mm-hmm. I, guess, like, I can snap that. Snap like where y'all like where y'all live at. The black people I imagine. Niggas so still be on the block where we live. Man. Niggas is niggas. Niggas, niggas still love the block. So I just be putting my head down and going in my fucking crib. Yeah. I ain't got no smoke for them niggas. And it's about to get warm again. Yeah, they about to be out there 70 strong. <laughs> about to be out there joint like it's fucking him. Woo, 96. And them niggas have no... They be out here. Not two, 96. Two. Bro, them niggas be out here. Like, just, when it's really warm, it's like August, July? That's 24 hours. Like, like, niggas taking shifts. Yeah. Niggas taking shifts. And niggas come, come back from the job or the function, and they get it in, bro. I love Yo, it. and shout out to them niggas. I remember y'all, y'all shot the video outside the deli. Y'all was out there heavy, you know what I mean? Lighting and all that shit. Yeah. Dedication, man. On our deli? On y'all deli? Yeah, I left your crib one night. It was like a Tuesday night. So Thomas, S, and uh, Pacific. Okay. It was getting busy out there. Lighting, all that shit. Two cameramen. I like that. I mean, I fuck with the niggas for my block because they be chilling. They don't never be doing too much. They don't never be like... I never seen them like sort of press nobody or do nothing like that. They just be chilling. Mm-hmm. So I fucks with them niggas. Like. Especially if you just speak. They had an audio man. Nigga, I went inside the deli and niggas was like, my nigga, I did that's got the best bars in the neighborhood anyway, nigga. I should be out there rapping. My good man Bab is in the building. We got Talib Bab, comedian extraordinaire. Goddamn it. Um, Renaissance man. Mm-hmm. 
Trust young, the process. Trust the yeah, young Sixers. Yeah, young yeah. Sixers, Sixers enthusiasts for the longest. He's been telling us that this was coming. The, the process is finally here. Um, also, Howard alone. Yes. But not a scammer. H-U. Yes, not a scammer, H-U. though. He did not know Tyrone, just in case you are wondering. Uh, me, me and Hank wasn't was a man's. <laughs> um, what's good, bad? Finally you on the podcast. It's, it's been Charles a long time is, coming, man. Charles is roommate. Yeah, yeah. Just know I got oh, some yeah. things. I, I got some things that I, I need you. We need to talk about. That's the most. That's the most important <laughs> credit of mine is that I'm Charles' roommate. That's the biggest thing on my resume, right? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's just like, bro, like facts. It's random, it's, but it's not it's random. Not random. How's it random? No, I'm just saying like it's Kettering. random, but it's it was not random. No, it's random. That like, yo, it was like because I didn't know he was moving up there. Yeah, you know that's, what that's what I'm saying. saying. Like, like, oh, that's what I'm saying. It's random. Like, at the same it time, like, it was like, oh, bad. Like both of y'all, because I remember because we went to go visit New York at the time, and then Chuck. Was like, yeah, Bab coming up here. We supposed to go look at some properties or whatever. I was just like, wow. I was like, he's moving up here too. He's like, yeah. I was like, it was it's a, random and f- good as shit. Super dad, clutch. Like, it was a super like, okay. A good man of yours is also moving up here. Facts. Like, it worked out. You're very good enough, man, that we could move in together. Yeah, like we, yeah, <laughs> and like and we no nonsense, no awkwardness, nothing like that. Exactly. It was just like I was I uh, I was looking for spots. I moved up to September, uh, moved up to New York in September, mm-hmm. and I was looking for spots for like October. But then I think I think I found out because Miles had told me to mm-hmm. move, and I was like, all right, well, and you and then we, we started. I hit up Charles. I was like, all right, so all right, if you moving up, when you moving up, he's like 15. I was like, all right, cool. Let's just hang on. Let's see, you know, let's just link up and just see what happens. So. It all worked out after we had to get through deal with the janky, the jankiest (laughs) brokers in New York. No, no funny shit. But this is no racist shit. They were Jews, like (laughs) awesome. No funny shit. Like they were, they were. It was a Jewish. Landlord property wow. who, who who flaked us told us we had a nice ass we thought we had a nice ass spot, but they put an extra group of people in there in a basement and you're not supposed to have people live in a basement if there's a boiler. Yeah, apparently we didn't know that and they, and they didn't know that they did everything they had us like had they drew up a lease, had keys, had like everybody in there, and then the day of I'm talking about like. We're supposed to move in. They're like, yeah, you don't, you can't have the spot anymore. They was like, wow. no. And then Charles was right. They're like, no, not a race, nothing. Like, they just happen to be Jewish. That's yeah, all. exactly. That's like, all. this is not this no, it's no not no racist. This is, this is just a fact. Like, and it, but the thing is, Shalom to all my Jewish people listening. Shalom. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> they about to, um, about to get it in. But what I will, what I will say though, and credit to them, they did find us a place for the cheap. So it just had been renovated, and First it just had been renovated for wow. the cheap. While yeah, they man, did man. put us in the fucking hood, yeah, I will admit they did find us a place in a very short amount of time, we which they not. probably could have done from the jump, but yeah. they probably didn't want to. Yeah. So I mean, I'll leave that alone. But all right, we're roommates. We have another group of roommates. <laughs> okay, <laughs> listen, I I fucked with them. I'm not gonna say no names, but they are they are a nuisance. At this point, I am t- I am tired of them. They are a nuisance. They there are times they 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 go through. Periods. They go through. Yes. They go through sporadic time spans where it's just like, all right, this okay. is interesting. Like, you know, like I did, yeah, everything's been cool, and then it just gets weird. Yeah, like maybe a week or two, and then it's chill again. Don't be, look, let me let me explain. So to me, Bab, and apparently it's supposed to be a one more person, a girl, who's supposed to live with us, right? You would think it's very chill, like oh, whatever. No. This girl, she's a small woman. She's like maybe 5'3", 5'4". She lives in there with her boyfriend. 
Her boyfriend is this 6'2 motherfucker. <laughs> this 6'2 brawling nigga who is a security guard who said at one point he was a security guard at a strip club. And pussy. now <laughs> he's probably who got who knows what else he does, but I think he does security again now. But basically this nigga lives in the joint with us, with her. So it's four of us. And it's only supposed to be three. But that's neither here nor there. Now this nigga is a big ass motherfucker and he does big ass niggas thing. Like, this nigga would literally shit and just leave endless toilet paper in the. In the, in the. I don't know. I, I, bro, it's been times like that where I just be like, bro, I know it's not you because yeah. at one point I was like, maybe it's bad. It'd be, like, times, it'd be times where, like, I learned because I was like, it was one week and you weren't there. I was like, okay, now we. Yes, bad. Like, at first I was like, Man, this baby this nigga bad is nasty as fuck. But I was like, I'ma hold off res- I'ma hold off yeah, reservations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm res- One weekend, like you said, it was just me and them in a joint. And the motherfucking toilet, I'm like, how the fuck are you living? Like, why are you just literally clogging the toilet? Clogging the like, toilet. Have you not learn from the other 20 times you've done does this. Does this. And he doesn't and he doesn't think anything of it. Just leaves it there. Doesn't say doesn't like try to plunge it or nothing. We'll we'll wait. Until you have to use the bathroom, and then you got to fucking plug. Bro, I, I lied to you not. I've plunged the toilet maybe like five to ten times because this motherfucker is a nasty oh, piece of shit. I've plunged uh, it up before, but no, I don't no, leave no, there no, before no, it gets no, unplunged. No. Like, I fix the situation. Like. Oh, yeah. No, that's what, Bro, at one point, I was so disgusted that I was just like, bro, I cannot do this. And I left there. I was like, yo, I'm not going to piss right now. I literally waited to go to work to piss because I was like, I'm not touching this he toilet. Was pissed off. <laughs> facts, bro. All facts. Now, literally. This, this is another thing that they do that irks me. These motherfuckers will be the only ones in the crib. I've seen weeks where Brad, where Bab goes like on vacation or goes wherever. I'll leave or whatever. They will keep the t- the, the bathtub dirty as fuck mm-hmm. and not clean it, but send a text message. Asking who is going to clean the bro. At what point I do I do not respond to those texts no more. Bad, bad I, I, I got the I, I just I, I bad, swallow my pride and be like yo just to get just to get this shit out of the way. Uh, <laughs> they haven't said it in a while. Like they haven't said it in a while, and I'm I'm cool. I, that's what, like, like you said. There's there's these moments where like they'll be chill, everything will be cool. But then, bro, it'll be other times like this, the chick is mad weird. One time I was walking to the bathroom. She had her door open, and she just closed her door. And I was like, "Well, but naked jump." See, I'm usually I try to be. I'm like, what? I try to be. A, I try to be a peacemaker. That's why. That's why I respond to the text. Because, like, honestly, I'm never home anyway. I don't have time. I don't have time to be like. Yes, that's that's my only. I'm with you. Slip. I'm never there, so it doesn't matter to me. Like at the end of the day, it, I don't really be there enough to care. But bro, I hate it. Oh my god, I hate them so much now. And and the other thing that I actually like, well, maybe I don't hear it, but I don't like. I only heard them have sex like twice. Where I thought when we when I thought we were moving in with a couple, I was like, man, they're gonna be fucking all the time. And I only heard them twice in like two years. That's that's yeah. Not bad. And maybe I'll, I don't be home like that. Like I get into this like late as fuck. But like, that's true. You be missing the fucking hours, dog. You be at work and shit, man. No, at one point we used to hear them. Like I feel like at the I heard be- them like twice. I heard them like I, twice. I feel like at the beginning I could hear them, and then it's like, like through his wall. Like, <laughs> that's, that, that's crazy, like, bro. Yeah, just, bro. And the thing is, they're just mad weird. Like the girl is mad, like anti, and she don't really do nothing or say anything to you. And then the dude just be doing like all the talking, like, bro. How these niggas gonna tell us we 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 split the bills three ways? Huh? Hey, bro, 
It's four people. Either. It's four, bro. This video. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I just don't. I thought that's not what you said. I was watching his highlights. Bro. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, that's yeah. Bro, they and when they did that, it was like I was shocked because <laughs> I, I was shocked. And when they did that, I was like, oh, he's not gonna live here for real. That's in my mind. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, oh, he's just gonna be here sometimes. No. This nigga be there. And I was like... He lives there. And I'm like, my thing is like, why not just get a, your own spot? spot. You're going to do that because yeah. you're going to put up half and half. Like, that's... I don't know, man. Bro, and that's what I was like. I was like... Of course it's cheaper. Off box. That's when I was like, yeah, I'm off of these guys. Got to be done with them because they're wild. But yeah, that's... I'm glad, I'm glad that we're all on the same page with these people. I never thought about that. I mean, I, I thought about it, but I just... Like I said, I don't be there, so I don't never, my, I never have thing. time. I never have time to, like, stew. Like, I just be like... That's my, I just I, be in and bro, out. Bro, when I tell you that's exactly how it is, I just don't be really contemplating anything because it's like, yo, I really be there Monday through Thursday most day, most weeks. Like... Randomly, like yeah, and it was. I think when we first moved in, it was like they was buying us liquor. Like it was, they but they, they was cool. They like, were cool like that first two three months. But they, I guess honestly, on our part, we didn't like return any of the like kindness. We didn't like I. Oh, we never was like yo, let's link up and do it. We didn't. Have, that was also, brother, bro, they have the whole fucking fridge. They fucking stock it every fucking week of all their shit. All right, yeah. cool, bro. They don't fucking ever clean it. Yeah, they clean it once a month. No, no, no. Earth me the other day. Was the sink had so many dishes for bro. days at a time? I'm like, bro, clean. You're like, the only it was one to the brim. You're, you're the like, only one who does this. The only two of y'all. Y'all the only one who cook. They be making these big ass fucking healthy vegan ass meals. I'm like, bro. Like, I feel you. Get healthy, but yeah, uh, don't... make sure that sink is healthy too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? This shit's fucking ridiculous. I'm I'm really glad they were on the same page. But they uh, to give them credit, they clean when they clean up. They clean up. Maybe you come home, you be like, oh. Bet. Like, it'd be, like, a random... Bro, but it'd be, like, like, watch every fucking two months. Sometimes I feel like... I'd be like, bro, you guys are here every fucking day. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys are always here. They live there. You live there. Yeah. And you guys don't care. And my thing is, like, they always are complaining. That's my thing, too. They're always complaining about something. And I do my facial. Like, I cleaned the tub. The other day, the tub was crazy. And I was like, all right... (laughs) Obviously, this may not get done soon. I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta I get got, down to the gritty. Bro. Nitty gritty, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, a, I'm an adult. I'll clean it. Yeah, I got down in the trenches. Yeah, I got down in the trenches. I got down in the. There's been a few times day. I've been like, yo, I cannot live like this no more. I was like, yo, I have to clean this bathroom. The snow day, yeah, the snow day. I was like, you know what, man? Let me just, let me do my work and then in between the work, let me just do some other, let me get this work on in the, in the, in the bathroom. Some days like, I just clean the drink just because it's like, if I don't, I'm going to fucking like Kirk and I can't, I can't look like that. Real niggas rolling up their sleeves in Brooklyn. Yeah, right. man, that's what you got, I mean. You got to do that sometimes. You got to do that. That's, that's, you, should, you should be doing Everybody should be, everybody should be cleaning that shit. Clean your Ex- shit. And that's clean the your shit. If, you live, if, if you live with somebody, clean your shit. Whatever rules y'all got for roommates, like, we think people should be respecting out here, man. Uh, just clean, bro. If you really clean your up. shit, that's all that matters. Cause if you, I would feel like paying the your equal share of the bill is a given. Like that doesn't need to be need to be spoken about. And don't be too loud either. Like you can be, <laughs> be like you can have your moments, but like don't be every day. It can't be no function. It can't be no movie. Like every day, like yeah, we like, actually live in a, a brownstone where niggas be having it up, boy. Yeah, it's niggas be throwing parties on the steps, like in the in our steps, our butt so big. Niggas like, be smoking jack. People smoke jacks in smoking in jack step. cigarettes <laughs> in the step. You could you go. We live on the fourth floor. You get to the fourth floor, the jack smoking is going down on the first on the ground level, <laughs> yeah. and you smell that shit. Walking through, they be the smoking floor. jacks and drinking all types of cheap ass liquor. I didn't tell you. I told I texted Mary the other day, but like two weeks ago. <laughs> 
I was leaving. I was off like on a Thursday. I'm leaving, and you know, tell it just how you told me. Son. You hear, you hear yelling. Like we, I'm leaving. I close the door and I just hear noise. And I'm like, usually I'm used to hearing noise. Yeah, because people oh, are no. always downstairs chilling. What time was it, by the way? It was. What time was it? It was 4 p.m. <laughs> like kids were either just getting out of school or just returning home from school. Like it was very, very early daylight still. And this is this is. After daylight saving time, I just say hit. So, close my door, top floor. We're on the fourth floor, and I hear yelling. But usually, like we said, these guys are drinking mm-hmm. and smoking. Party, and they're always partying. So I'm like, all right. I'm just like, I'm never really home at 4 p.m. So I'm just like, okay, maybe. Maybe this was the morning. Maybe, this time of day. They in the pub and it's a day party downstairs. All right, cool. As I get, as I go down the stairs, I hear more. The yelling becomes more and more close. It's getting nearer. So I'm downstairs, and it is like. Not just like friendly, like ah, you stupid, ah, nah, nah. It is like legit tension, like it is like some 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 anger behind this yelling. <laughs> and then I finally get down there, and I get to the second floor, so like a floor up. But I'm starting to hear like like audio. I'm just starting to hear like words. I can like words. like yeah. I'm really like like what's the word? Whatever. I don't know. I can hear it now. Before it was just it's like audible. yelling. It's all now. I can I, I I can hear actual English being spoken. And I'm like oh okay. <laughs> and she's like you broke bitch. You broke bitch. That's why your son abused you. And you crackhead. You broke. You just do drugs. You crackhead bitch. And then okay. I finally got on the stairs, and I, then I see a face to the yelling, and it's one of our neighbors that lives on the first floor. Mm. She's getting pushed back. Her son is pushing her. Her son is, like, in high school. He just, he just got off work. He just did a solid eight hours of school <laughs> and had to come through and be a mediator with a grown-ass mom. I'm assuming that was his mom. But, like, he had to be a mediator, regardless of whatever it was. He was at school all day, putting his hours in, in, in math class and algebra, and they had to push. Probably had an hour commute home. Yeah, I had the whole hour commute, pack train ride. All you want to do, probably, is grab some food. Grab some food. Just like, you know, get a Capri Sun, cool it. He goes in there, he's breaking up. These grown ass women fight. And then I'm like, all right, let me see who. Like, I'm thinking, my thing at this point is like, all right, I have, I'm in a rush. Like, if they reckon we have a very narrow hallway, <laughs> very narrow hallway for our entrance. This is no like double door situation yeah. where you can just pull up as a couch and there's a lobby. There's no lobby. It is just you walk in, it is a, you pretty much walk straight into a stairwell. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm like, all right, I can't like get by these people if they're still fighting. What am I going to do? But luckily, I turn the corner and it's just it's just now it's just one on one screaming and I see there's like a a cow slipper like one of the ladies was wearing a cow like you okay. know for, you know, I had a little target cute little slipper kind of thing <laughs> like it was house slippers kind of thing going on you had them on your neighbor or the broke bitch the neighbor had them on yeah. um yeah she because yeah she the fight happened in the apartment so this was a home game for her the oh, yeah the, the other lady came through this was, this was you know this is a role game <laughs> and apparently uh so I. I, I get out there. I'm so I leave, and I, like as I leave, I'm like there's like a the older women watching. Oh my god! All the kids are out just watching, uh-huh. and then I leave, and it ends up this awkward moment where it's just me and the lady that was in the fight, just the two of us outside, and she's like, I guess she's trying to like it's that she's mad where you're talking to yourself uh, but also she's talking to you she's talking to me so she's like alright I can't just make it look like I got my ass whooped uh, she's like I'm gonna violate that bitch I'm watch, I'm watch I'm gonna violate that bitch and I'm just like alright do what you gotta do like she's just outside just gathering her belongings 
Oh, and it was just, it was really absurd that, like, absurd. people just wrecked at 4 p.m. Like, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean they were drunk. Like, they could have just been out. Like, it had to be some real smoke that they had to, like. I'm sure some seagulls was consumed during that time. 4 p.m. Wow. That's that's a, I, see, I, that's interesting. We live in an interesting place. Just know yeah. that. We live in a very interesting community. The first fight I ever seen in that, in that area. We didn't even talk about the the bipolar dude that got the face tat and served his time in, in the feds. Okay. Oh, for, how you know he served his time in the feds? Bro, I walked out at, bro, <laughs> I was walking by Delhi one morning. And this nigga was out there smoking something and was talking to some people. And this is my first time I've really seen him, like, visibly angry. Oh, for real? And he was like, nigga, I will go back in. I have no problem, my nigga. I will stab you, my nigga. I don't care, bro. I already did my time. I have no problem serving in this easy. And I'm like, oh. I saw, like, <laughs> oh. This nigga bad said, oh. Okay, because he been at a fake. Like, we knew that he was, you know, he, he oh, used yeah. to pull, pull up and post up in front of our apartment. Bro, this nigga, will, bro. Yeah. Any, any time, he's a 24-7 nigga. Like, it will be 2 a.m., he will be there. It will be one. It will be noon. He will be there. It doesn't matter at what point in the day, you can find this nigga just chilling in and around our our joint, like in our specifically our building. Our building, like like specifically on some. One point he was like he would sit on the second floor. I remember one morning, I'm coming up. I'm coming down the stairs. I'm just walking with my headphones in. I look. I'm like, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. Why are you? Yeah, that's. I never seen him that early inside. I seen him on the outside early, but it was eight o'clock. I said, I said, man, I don't see you. I just walked past him. I was like, I ain't got time for you right now. This guy, to describe him, um, he is not a pleasant looking guy. Like he looks like he will shank you and your mother. And and he's always smoking a blunt. That's the kill. So apparently he's homeless, right? Like we assume from all this, he's always out front of my spot. He's always he's sleeping on the steps sometimes. Like I think he's homeless. I think he's homeless. Pretty pretty sure he's homeless. I'm like ninety eight percent sure. Yeah. But he always has a blunt. Always lie to you not. He's earned his credit where like the whole block could just fuck with him. Yes, everybody everybody just be talking to him. Everybody seem to know him. Like Omar. I'm like, bro, I cannot call it out. Omar, why, bro? Niggas scared of nigga. Oh, for sure. He got a face tat, and he's like, as he could have been in. And he always wears a jacket. Jacket. And Even when it's like hot, hot, he'll still be wearing at least like a hoodie. Like it, I, it never fails. And that lets me know why that he's homeless. He has no way to put his belongings. He had his like, you know what I'm saying? What he got is, is what he owned. I feel like. Why are you just keeping that on? Yeah. You got it. You know what I mean? Don't don't talk. I, even though we're talking bad about the neighborhood, it's a really great. It's a really yeah. pleasant neighborhood. Great people. Like don't don't let this begrudging words. You know, paint a negative picture. It's really great. That's real. And I and look, he's cool as fuck. Like he he gives me entertainment, honestly. Like there was one morning I was leaving, and like thing is, apparently uh, we found out that he's possibly bipolar. You know, shout out to mental health awareness and all that. So he uh, he don't really talk to you. So sometimes like he'll say what's up to you, and then sometimes he won't say anything. Mm-hmm, he'll gotcha. Say what's up to him, and he'll just look you. He'll just curve you. He'll be like, yeah. okay, but you can't trip about it. Facts. Um, and then. So one morning, I got used to him like not saying nothing to me. Usually at night, he'll say something to me in the morning time. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he ain't have his coffee yet. He don't want to speak to you. So I got used to him not saying nothing to me in the morning. <laughs> one morning, I already had got out the spot. I'm like, I had maybe like went like two house addresses down, like two, and this is row houses, so it's like maybe like two numbers down. We got like maybe ten yards of space in between us. He's behind me. This goes, hey bro, you leaving? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right. 
And I'm like, what does that mean, bro? Like he is, and this is he is, he never speaks to you in the morning. Like, and at least he should be saying, I'm gonna holler at you or catch you later. He's asking if I'm. Oh, you leaving? <laughs> I'm like, this dude is in our apartment 24-7 in the building. Uh-huh. So that, to me, I was like, all right, so if some shit ends up missing tonight when I come back home from work. <laughs> I know who did it. I know who did it. But no, nah, I mean, we never, we're not going to we've been, we've been lucky and nothing's happened. Like, yeah, these cool people, bro. It's, I, it's I, chill I people, this, man. I like Stabby said, I feel the same exact way about him. He's be like, sometimes he speaks, sometimes he don't. It is what it is. Yeah, you're just accepting for, you're accepting for what he is. Yeah, it is. And he, uh, and just in general, that whole building, like, he, they look out like once they know your face, they be chilling. Like, yeah, you keep it calm, they be chilling. Like it was one time my man tried to come through, and he walked through. He was walking through the building. Though the door usually stays ajar. Yeah. Uh, this is news for y'all. Just don't try to come rob us because you hear that shit. <laughs> but they stay ajar, and it's like so anybody just walk in, and I told my man to just walk up. Then I just come upstairs, and apparently he told me he was walking in. And we got a we got a big OG that lives down there. Big OG, like he actually lives in the building. He and he be he be sparking the dude up. He like likes to do hit his blunts all the time. The dude with the face tat, and he's like the shit. If he ain't the, he ain't the regular superintendent. He just uh, mm-hmm. he just like security almost. He live, he got the first <laughs> neighborhood apartment. security. The neighborhood security got the first like unit in the building, and apparently him and the face tat dude press my man. I'm like yo yo yo, I know him. That's it. It was a bunch of dudes down the street. It's like yo, I know him. Like it was a bunch of like. Trying to check his face card, like whose man's is this? Uh, somebody got checked out there. Yeah. Bro, they be, be, bro. Sometimes, like they'll be, they'll be like, yo, like talking to people. I be like, bro. And I respect walking, that. I just be walking, bro. I be like, yo, I'm going to two one six nine. I respect that. I respect that. I like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, facts. It's your neighborhood, yeah, bro. Man, you it's not my us. neighborhood, bro. I don't live here. I'm, 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 I mean, I live here for the time being, but it's not, it's not me. I ain't from here. Like, this is all you. You got this. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. But speaking of not being from places. You are in New York because you are a comedian extraordinaire. Oh, thank you. That is far too kind. You do it. Buckets. You do it. Mo buckets. You do some stand up. You do a web series. Are you you good? Or is it Are you good? Or is are you, you good? good? We got the we got the web series. You good? And then we got the show that's returning April 29th in Rebecca's Bar, in Bushwick. Easy buckets is coming back strong. Easy buckets. Monthly show every last Sunday of the every last Sunday of the month. We're getting it popping. Um, we're getting buckets. And if you can't get buckets, come out anyway. Um, but we will roast you for not getting buckets. That's what we'll do. So we'll welcome everybody. As a up and coming comedian, what are what's it like living in New York and doing the comedian thing? Because you'll be working. Like I will see you leave the crib at seven a.m. sometimes and come back at two a.m. Like it's a grind, man. That's just crazy to me. I'll be like, damn. Nigga be working. It's a grind, man. It, but it's it's still New York is one of those places to me where it's just like you are so close to your dreams, but yet so far at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta you know find the balance and just uh, you know like it's I'm still like trying to adjust like what's my speed of like I was just talking to uh, Zane shout out Zane I was just talking to Zane about like pushing your body to the limit mm-hmm. like when you out there just working 16 hours straight or just like that shit it adds up like just sleeping four hours a night for like seven nights straight it adds up so I'm trying Mm -hmm. to take better care of that but it's cool like it's it's there's evidence and there's actual like living people you can see and living stories that you can experience where it's just like people they put the work in you know they come up succeed so you know, there's stuff you got to navigate, and there's there, you got to find your lane. I think that's the most important thing. It's finding like what you're comfortable with, and what like still putting in the work, but like finding out what you want to do and having a plan. 
mm-hmm. and just you know, at least for comedy, at least for stand up, I think it's important to just enjoy it because there's no guarantee we're gonna make it. No matter how hard you work, there's no guarantee you'll make it. So you you get the lot stand up is a thing where you're like a lot of funny people don't get the, the credit they they deserve. And they get a lot of a lot of hilarious people just it's, it's such a tough business because every any anybody has the ability to be funny, you just gotta tap into it. Like anybody can be funny, whether it's situational you really I think anybody can be funny. Mm. I think any there's people that are talented, there's people that are gifted with it, and there's people that just work really hard at it and learn how to be funny and and know like know the science behind it. Because there is a science behind it, but like there's people that like are talented enough or like Dave Chappelle. God-given talent, and then he also understands the science to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like guys like Chris Rock, who I think very talented, but like he, you can tell he really worked at it. I'm not saying don't like to him at all. Mm-hmm. He's definitely talented. You know what? But I feel I I, I kind of agree with you. Like he's not like he's just not like oh like sit around and let's just crack jokes. You know what I'm saying? Chris like, Rock is very like he his his joke writing is exactly he's a good meticulous writer. Like he yeah. puts the idea of a joke together. Yeah. Like sort of like the social con- all that mm. stuff to make the joke what it is. Mm. I, so I, I agree with you. Like there's certain people who I'm just like yeah you're a funny motherfucker. Like, yeah. Just hanging with you so it would be funny. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld, he writes an hour a day. Like, literally writes, or two hours, one of the two. But literally every day, that is his thing, every single day, where a lot of comics find it hard to, like, sit down and just literally write for one or two hours a day. Like, they find it, like, as much as you love comedy and love staying, a lot of comics, like, I was reading something with Sarah Silverman, she was like, bro, I, it took me a long time to really just, all right, bro. Like, even, even like, she's, I read it in this book, in Judd Apatow's book, he was talking about, like, he's talking to a bunch of comics, he interviewed a bunch of comics, and Sarah Silverman, and she was talking, and she was like, I don't get how Jerry has the discipline, like, just to write two hours of comedy every day. It doesn't even necessarily gonna be performed on stage. It's just, like, just using that funny bone where it's just, like, it's like basketball or any other sport where you gotta work that muscle, like, or even rap. Like, Cameron, in his, in his interviews, he's talking about Joel's not having that, like, passion mm-hmm. to write, whereas, like, Cam was, like, every day he was writing something. Like, he would make Joel sit in the crib, not yeah. go to the club, because, you know, you need to write. Like, you need to, like, keep keep your, your night keep sharp. Keep that muscle. Yeah, like... So, uh, LeBron James. Speaking, speaking of, like, um... Working at the craft, how is it working the scene? Like the actual day to day or night to night aspect of like going to clubs, being like you said, being funny, having to write. How is that in New York compared to like in DC? So New York is a much bigger, much bigger pool of comics, and DC. So like, I didn't have to do a lot of politics or become so since it's in such a small scene in DC mm-hmm. the funnier you get eventually everybody will know you eventually the like you will you will meet everybody you will do everything in DC the funnier you get and it didn't take much like you didn't have to go out of your way to really like to really like be known by everybody like you just kept performing kept getting funnier and funnier and you kept getting on more shows and people want you on the show and that's, that's how it is New York is like that on a larger scale where it takes sometimes like it's just there's different there's Bronx there's Brooklyn mm-hmm. there's, 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 there's Harlem like where guys some people don't some comics do not come out of Bronx but they like they have some of the, some of the biggest killers in Bronx but they just don't come out of the Bronx they don't got cars like mm-hmm. there's just like but you just don't and there's so many clubs there's so many scenes you can play there's just like the all like New York has a big alternative scene there's like so many different avenues to get it where you can be a club comic and just get all the work in the clubs or you can just just build your own empire and just like do bar shows or do like small like smaller venues with like you know small theaters or like where you can get 100, 200 people because you, you don't need the club to, to get it done or you don't need the club to be seen. Like, it's a, it's a, 
much, much bigger challenge. But, uh, you know, I feel like I, I'm definitely going to stick with it. But I feel like all I try to worry about is just getting better at the craft. Like, mm. meeting people and meeting the right agents or meeting the right producers of TV shows and all that. I feel like as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, that'll turn out. I'll just got to trust the process. I just got to, like, understand it's going it's to get there. I just got to make sure I'm ready when the time comes. No. Is there an end goal for your comedic endeavors? Just uh, creative control. Like... Creative control, one, and two, just having people be interested in what you're doing. Because a lot of people, like, they drop stuff and they and, and they make quality stuff, but if nobody's seeing it, then it's just, mm. you know, it's kind of... For what? Yeah, not even for, not for what, not for what. It's okay. great, you know, it's for, it's for you, like, you should do everything for you. You should do it, you should, it should be your passion. Like, if you're not having fun, it, you're not gonna, it's not gonna, you, it's gonna eventually turn up in your work or turn you know what I'm saying you're not gonna, it's gonna be you gonna be depressed but having fun with it I think it helps you like so even if it doesn't work out you can still like you can, it'll be genuine like Tiffany Haddish like you can see she's just genuinely her personality like mm-hmm. this is no front this is just who she is like you gotta be yourself and I think the more you are yourself and the more you are get better at being the funny funniest person you can be and your style of funny your brand of comedy like I think people either catch on or not and you know you ain't, you ain't for everybody so I think my biggest goal is to just have creative control whatever I do. Like I don't want to be making something that everybody loves, but I'm not I'm not enjoying it. Okay. You know what I mean? So I think one for me is having creative control and two, it is having people be interested and care about what I'm doing. Is there an audience you like the best? Like to perform? Um, Maybe groups of people like you like the alternative crowd, you like that because I've been to some of your shows and they're interesting, like especially in New York, the Easy Buckets crowd. Yeah. It's a very like now, I wouldn't say niche, but it's like, there's like white feminists, but there's also like Indian guys from God knows where. Yeah. It's like, it's a very nice mix of interesting, I think, comics and people. So, uh, like. Even the joint in DC that I went to was like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's a very, very interesting vibe of people. So, like, is there a certain crowd that you enjoy playing at the up to the most or in front of? I think, and I think. I think like uh, for me, obviously, I'm, I'm in my twenties, so I love making people in my age group laugh. Um, and I think so. I think my age group, I get a sweet spot of my age group, like between like twenty and thirty-five, like twenty to forty. That little tight, that little twenty-year span. Mm-hmm. Um, black, uh, and then and because Chris Rock said years ago, black people laugh the hardest. Like, you know what I mean? When you got a black... When you're killing... I've killed multiple crowds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but I like... Yeah, talk your shit, bro. You're laughing right now. You're laughing right now. I'm killing you. No. But, uh, <laughs> like, I've, ha- I've had the most fun, like, making, like, a crowd of black people. Or especially, like, like this this past week, I went to Harlem. And mm-hmm. it was... The majority of the crowd was, like, black women from, like, age 20 to 40. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the most fun because it's, like... I'm not a black woman so like to make something that's relatable to them and like tasteful to them you know cause I can make black dudes of my age like that's not really a problem but like mm-hmm. black women like the this a species especially my jokes are sometimes observational so whenever I have observation when people that are not my de- demographic mm-hmm. or like oh that is true like when black women like that is true or you mm-hmm. know a 40 year old Indian man like that is true like <laughs> when they notice an observation that I have made and made the joke out of like that that uh, makes you feel good yeah yeah like my I'm, I'm, I'm doing the right things so, and the stamps 
Your observation is a fact. Yeah, yeah. So that's my favorite. I think my my toughest crowds. I'll be transparent. My toughest crowds are old, the older black crowds are my toughest crowds. Of course, older black crowds mm-hmm. toughest. Why? Crowds. Why you think so? I don't know, man. I think for one, I I talk about what I what I know, or I talk about like what I can relate to. So like, I got you know I'm making jokes about LinkedIn. They don't they can't really like. <laughs> I got a joke about sliding in DMs. On LinkedIn, they they don't they ain't using they ain't no sixty one year old black woman using LinkedIn like what she, she 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 ain't on that like it doesn't make sense to her yeah or she's like what like it's just not gonna really connect so I think those are my toughest I, and I, I love when I do make them laugh oh it's it is it is my I think it might be my it, that's my favorite feeling when I make them like because I know how tough it is like it can they how they can be especially older black people too like and older people in general the older you get. You ain't this. You know what you like. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like you know, you know your taste. You know what you're into. Mm-hmm. So like, for me to like bring something different and bring my style of comedy to an older black crowd, and they like, huh? I can I can see that. Like, and they opening up to it. I, I like that. That's but what's up. but oh, when when they not into you, oh oh. What's the is. worst you you've got? Like the worst experience where you've been like, damn, I, I don't I don't want to do this no more. Well, the worst experience, honestly, I didn't get that. I didn't get that feeling of not wanting to do it no more. Okay. It was a, it, I was just more so comfortable. I was just like, you know, it is what it is. But like, it was twenty fifteen December, and uh, shout out Mike Brooks. He told me to pull up to a very big DC comedy legend, shit, Nashville comedy legend. You, you don't know him, that's on you. Uh, <laughs> very funny, and um, he told me to pull up to this hotel in Largo. Didn't really get much details, but he just told me to pull up. I used to always do martinis, which is a good spot uh, to do comedy. As Friday show, Friday night shows now, but he used to be on Tuesday nights. He was running it, so he see me over there. He's like, yo, pull up on uh, this week, pull up this Saturday. I'm like, all right, bet. Didn't give me much details. He hit me up that morning. You still gonna come through? So like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be there. Same an address, this hotel in Largo. Well, that's not too far. I'll definitely pull up, get there, and you know, we still waiting around. We seen a lot of people walk into this spot. And then he's like, yeah, this is the spot right here. We walk into the hotel, and then we going into the to the uh, the ballroom. Mm-hmm. And I see balloons that say six and O. Oh. I'm like, oh. <laughs> After I just talked about it, like, oh, older black crowds are they're my toughest toughest crew. I see six and O. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Looks like a 16th birthday party. And I see some 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 crips from rolling sixties. I'm like, I don't know what this is. This ain't this ain't L.A. <laughs> so, 60th birthday party. Then he's like, yeah, y'all gonna do two, 10 minutes. And it fills out to like maybe like 150 people, 200 people. But I wasn't like nervous, nervous. I was like, I had the usual jitters before a show, but I, I've always go in thinking I'm gonna do well. So I'm like second comic. They they were kind of they were kind of laughing throughout the first parts of the show. Cause Mike Brooks didn't host that, but Mike Brooks is just headlining it. He had somebody else host it. And the dude was doing solid. My man's doing solid. And he brought somebody else up and he did all right. And I go up there. And I do. I start off. I usually when I start, I try to you know just be in the in the moment and be in the present. So I get in there and I start telling jokes about the room and just like improv and just off the top of the dome stuff. And they're liking it. They're enjoying it. But that's about two minutes of them laughing. I'm like, cool. It's about 150 people in there. Like deep. It's like deep. About a bunch of black people and like they got. She brought out her white coworkers. You know what I'm saying? They're like <laughs> it's like it's like 15 of them in the back. <coughs> they showed love. But it's definitely a black like urban room in Largo. So do two minutes. Of just improv off the top of the head, just having a ball, just yeah, my mom just turned 60. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna crack jokes about that. We all laughing. <clears throat> I was like, all right, let's get into this material. Do the first joke. Dead silence. Like 150 people just like, what? And I was like, all right. 
Mm-hmm. It's like the second one gonna crack him. The second one is gonna get him. The second one, nope. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right. This third one, this is gonna boom. This is gonna stick. Third one, no, no. It's like maybe like so. It's some it's some laughs in the back, but like it ain't it, it ain't, ain't enough. It ain't enough. It ain't <laughs> enough. It ain't enough to qualify as a decent set. So by this point. The, it's not really a stage it's just like you just in the, the performance area is right by the front mm-hmm. so the the table to the front closest to the front was the birthday table the birthday party the 60th uh, <laughs> birthday party was at like the host the host yes the the, the, the man of the hour the lady of the hour so they over there and at this point she ain't into it like she ain't she ain't, she ain't having it she's like nigga this is my birthday yeah you fucking uh, yeah this is nah and uh somebody I do another joke, and then somebody at that table, it's all older women, she goes, I'm going to pray for him. I was like, whoa. I can, like, I can hear those. I was like, wow. Like, whoa. Like, wow. Like, this is wow. Damn. Wow. And she, you know when people think they're talking to the person next to them, but, like, they just so loud, especially when you're older, you know, you lose sight of Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, all right, bet. Fuck the indoor voice. She thought she was using it, but she really wasn't. <laughs> And then at that point, as I did maybe three or four bits, the stuff that I've written that has tested, proven shit that is, has has made crowds laugh from coast to coast. Like, <laughs> this nigga said, my hot shit. My, my shit. Yeah, shit. I'm bringing out the burner. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I just, I'm this one. I'm transparent. I'm like, look, this isn't on y'all. I just, in the microphone, I'm like, look, this isn't on y'all. And they start laughing. I'm like, this is not on y'all. This is on me. This is totally on me. I should have stuck with the improv. I should have did 10 minutes of just off the top and just got to know y'all. This ain't gonna work. This, this material is just not gonna work. That's cool. And they start laughing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. And for whatever reason, whatever reason, I go back into another joke. I should just went and stuck with the improv and just... After I it dressed the elephant in the room, I was just stuck with the improv. I just go back to it. I was like, nah, this, you know what? We're going to ride this out. Let's go back to the jokes. We're going to stick to the plan, man. We came here with a plan. We're going to get through the plan. We came with a plan and we're going to stick to it. So I'm sitting there trying to trust the process. And I do one more joke. I do oh, one more yes. joke. And this joke was funny as hell. It has really worked a lot. Can you, can you tell it? Oh, of course. Of course. Done it a lot. It is it is killed at the DC improv. It has done really well. You can watch me do it online. It's done really well. Shout out to the joke. It was 2015. My man, uh, who's who's the guy? Who's the guy in Baltimore? Who's the? I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. He got killed in the back Freddie of the Gray. Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray. <laughs> so already bad. So no, it's it's telling you it works, man. I don't, I don't I don't say his name. I just so like it was right at this is like maybe a month after the Million Man March. All that shit. So, damn, I'm kind of blanking on the joke, low key. But so, oh, the joke. But the main crux of the joke is white people love jogging. Like white people jog in any weather, any type of like situations. Like it doesn't matter. They will jog. Like That's a fact. they will jog. Like no matter. It'll be raining real loud. Yeah, and it's still we gonna get this eight, this five k in. Hunger. And. I do, I'm doing that. I'm into it. I can't remember. I haven't told that joke in maybe a shit. I haven't, I haven't really told it that much, but in a long time. I'm not remembering it verbatim how I say it, but it's just like, like man, it's something to the effect of, man, I know for sure white people are going to be jogging at, uh, at, uh, at uh, was jogging. Fuck, I forgot what the joke was. I forgot my joke. But it was something to do with, 
with uh, white. Oh, white people were jogging, were jogging through like uh, like the, the the protests in Baltimore, some shit like that. I can't mm. remember the joke. I'm so sorry. I'm fucking up. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad podcasting right now. <laughs> I haven't done it in so long. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember it. In like two weeks, so I'm gonna look it up and look at. I'm gonna find it in my notes and then I'll, I'll pray for you. <laughs> you should. You should. I take all prayers, all blessings. Happy Easter. But the joke didn't go well. That's what it I did. Yeah, and and so, but not only that, there was a guy in the back, like a grown, like maybe forty year old man, forty year old black dude had a little beard, and I did the joke, but I, I the punchline was, was controversial, uh-huh. right? But it never really. Usually, it always it gets a laugh. But for this, for this night, whatever reason, it was controversial. And he goes, "Come on, man!" Like erupts. He erupts with. I see. I remember vividly. He had the Heineken bottle in his hand. He just tossed it up, like just, just, just shook it up in the air. Come on, man! Like I angered him, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Man, my man's really hot right now." Like. Damn. You did y'all like make a joke about Freddie Gray's death? It wasn't about it was about oh, white people jogging. It was <laughs> about white people jogging. It was about white people jogging. It wasn't. I t- it's on. I've done it at the DC Improv. It's online. Like it's it's not like it ain't no it ain't no think piece type of joke. Like he he need, like no like I I should, ain't nobody about to boycott me for this joke. It's just Are you sure? David, I, I watched the joint David Chappelle got boycotted for it with the trans jokes. Yeah, and they weren't that bad. Yeah. But How do you feel about like off limit subjects in like comedy? Are there things that you're just like, yeah, I'm not touching that? There's things I some things I won't touch because I just don't have an, I don't have a passion for touching it. Like, but I think if you want, if you have a, if you have a feeling, or if you have a, a, a point of view you want to throw out there, if you can make it funny, it'll it will like it'll stand on its own. You know what I mean? Like, if it's funny then don't tell me not to say it. Like, if you're just out there saying reckless shit that's just not funny, like, you're, you have horrible, like, racist stuff or transphobic things you're saying, and it's just, it's just not funny at all. Like, you're just out there just, like, spewing stupid stuff, then, yeah, then you should probably stop saying it. Like, I've seen, I've been to tons of open mics where comics are saying reckless things and, like, just saying stupid things, and it's just like, all right, it's not funny. Or, like, maybe they're trying something out. And sometimes, like, when I see a comic doing something, like, they're trying out the joke. They're just, if we're at an open mic, they're just trying it out. Mm-hmm. You kind of be like, all right, I, they're trying to get through this. But if you're just sitting there just blatantly saying something that's not funny 20 times in a row, and it's just racist, or it's just, like... Offensive. Offensive. Then it's just like, okay, you're you're just you're just being dumb. Where Dave Chappelle, he... There's visual evidence of people laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like... Right. Yeah, and... and I mean, it depends. Like I, and I also don't. I don't think it's the same way they have the right. Comics have the right to say whatever they want. People have the same right to be offended. Offended. Mm-hmm. So I don't even trip. If, right, if you felt some way, I feel you. Like, has there ever been a joke you've made in particular, and you've been like, "Yo, what, you guys are offended." Somebody's like offended, and you're like, "What? Like, you really offended by this?" Uh, not really. Besides that, besides that one. Oh man, like not really. Like I've never really, I've never really like. I, especially now, like, I don't try to, like, I don't want to be that guy that known for, like, mm-hmm. like if it, unless it's, like, that funny to me, mm-hmm. unless it's, like, really super funny to me, like, stupid, like, I have to tell this joke, I have no problem parting ways with jokes, like, that's just a funny insider between me and my head, like, you know, <laughs> for the people that saw that, then that's cool, but, like, I'm not about to, like, like, I don't, why would I... Like for one, I don't have I don't have any drive to mm. to address like certain topics and like 
try to like I'm not trying to be like super controversial like I, I just care about what I care about because I honestly care about a lot of stuff but like some stuff I, ain't, I don't care about enough to make a joke about it like mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's just not and then sometimes like, I'm not I'm not educated on a lot of stuff like if I don't know the whole basis of something or know the whole facts of something I'm not gonna just go out there because having a microphone podcast uh, vlog whatever you do stand up whatever rapping whatever you do you should like you know you got power you got power Like you know what I'm saying You're saying stuff You can't just say You can't say just incorrect things Well you can't say Or if you're saying silly stuff Like it's gotta be funny Like you gotta like you gotta understand Like what you say has like meaning And like It's gonna affect people In different ways So like Try to be mindful of that Hmm That's real shit Alright back We appreciate you coming through Talking some real shit What's next up bro What else you got in the works man Man, the web series is funny as fuck. Web series, check out mm-hmm. you. You good? I appreciate y'all for checking it out, man. I thank y'all for checking it out. You good with Sleep Bag? It's on Facebook. If that's still a thing you can use, uh, I and mean, everybody trying to. You, you sure? Out. You sure? You still fucking on Facebook? I mean, I don't. I gotta do it for comedy. I gotta do it for comedy because that's how a lot of comics communicate. Everybody, like, every comic on Twitter, every comic on Instagram, but like Facebook, it's how people like. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I didn't, have, if I wasn't doing comedy, I would not have a Facebook. I tell you that right now. <laughs> I would be off Facebook. I wouldn't need Facebook. I wouldn't be on much social media, honestly. Mm. But, uh, you know, for comedy, like, I just got Instagram like a year ago, like less than a year ago, because I was like, all right, if I really want to, you know, finesse the comedy game, then I got to, you know, do ads. So, so also I'm glad, I'm proud, of, very proud of you good, because mm-hmm. it's like Instagram videos, but it's, you know, different. I feel like I'm, I'm doing it the way I want to do it. I'm not just doing... Also the Tim The Tim's page Oh thank I you I always enjoy those thank I always you. enjoy it, Especially when they just Pop up on my On my feed It's very funny Check out Legit NY Tim's On Instagram And Twitter So what it is If you follow Or are aware Of Humans of New York Where they <laughs> The Instagram page Humans of New York Where they take pictures Of people in New York mm-hmm. And these people Have stories And they put their captions in the stories. And it's usually serious stuff. It's very like, oh, yeah, my mom, she got fucked by by, by an alligator and the alligator gave her AIDS. Like, it's like, you know, and when we had to pay for her AIDS and alligator bites, so I can't go to school. Like, it's some sad shit on that fucking website, on that uh, Instagram page. So, I decided being in New York, you see all these Tim's, everybody's wearing Tim boots. Like, mm-hmm. like, even white cousins be wearing Tim Yeah, boots. like for every three people there's one Tim boots being worn in that group of friends. Like it's it's that ratio of one to three. It's crazy. So Damn. Yeah, it's wild. So uh I was like, yo, let me start taking pictures of Tim's. I started it in the summertime and I was like, let me just start giving these Tim stories and, 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 and <laughs> silly like, you know, whatever. Like if you take a picture of Tim's, if you see some Tim's, say something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hit us in the DMs. Hit us in the IG stories, like we will, we will post it, and we will just do a stupid joke. Like uh, we, we, and all, t- all these stories, all these are the Tim's perspective. This is not me. You know what I'm saying? This is not my view. It is the Tim telling its story? Okay, so you know, check us out, and uh, appreciate everybody watching anything I do or liking. If you like a tweet, thank you. It's funny. It's cool. I appreciate it. If you don't like a tweet, that's cool. Thanks. If you laughed just looking at the shit I tweeted. By yourself, that's cool. I appreciate it. It's uh, I, I'm very grateful. I even I've been feeling real grateful lately. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When people like really be checking out stuff, like you don't have to check what I what I do. Like why? Like what? No, your shit's pretty funny, bro. No. Like I've I've been on multiple stand up shows and I legit like laughing. Like, not not because I live with you. Like legitimately, like appreciate that. And the bro. Twitter one liners, bro. I appreciate that. No, the man. Twitter one liners be the the funniest shits. I'm very humble. I like I'm funny shit, but like. 
that doesn't mean that you should watch me. You know what I mean? I, like I know there's a lot of funny people. There's a lot of great rappers you don't listen to. They're great, but just you don't care for them. So mm. you know what I mean? Like that's respect. Like that's I, a good perspective. Yeah, like like I I think Logic. I've heard him and he's a great rapper, but I I ain't about you to. Ain't you about you drop an album, I ain't got no time for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I respect that if you if you took the time to watch something of mine, I really appreciate that. You ain't have to do that at all. You could have been watching some Chappelle or Chris Rock because you know why not? <laughs> why not? So I appreciate anybody checking out anything we do. Check it. If you listen to this podcast, thank you for listening to 80 Thoughts and Supporting Buying the Shirts. Cop a shirt, man. Cop a shirt. $25. Get the get the cash app popping. Is cash app? Yeah. Cash app. Get the cash app popping. Get you a shirt. Talking to them people, man. Get you a shirt, man. It's, go, it's summertime. It's about to be spring. It is springtime. It's about to be summertime. It's going to be a quality shirt that you can wear. You know what I'm saying? They got black. So if you sweat a lot, ain't nobody going to know. You know, and I, it's gonna be covered. It's gonna be covered. And it's a very nice, breathable material. Yeah, man. Yeah. And what, what, the, what, the, what, the, what are the colors y'all got? Oh, we got red. We got gray. We got pink. Got a few new colors coming. Mm-hmm. If you banging blood, if you banging blood, get you, you know. a red one. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you, if you trying to raise some breast cancer awareness, get you a pink one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, whoa. I got the Freddy Gray. Got the Freddy Freddy Gray. Wow, that was a bad joke. And I think, and and the name. Come on, man. (laughs) And the name of this episode, we are out. R.P. Stephon Clark, too, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no fucking. Stop trying to handle my man, black woman. Free Tyrone. Wow. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. What is your first take? When you heard that your fellow scammer, H, you, you know, uh, when you heard your fellow scammer was doing it, what was your fellow first? scammer? Uh, oh, he's a, he's fellow, fellow student, but not it's like fellow scammers. Like I've been scamming with him. Like I am in no way affiliated with this man. But so the first thing when I read he started in 2013 was, oh, that was my senior year. He got my ass. Like that, he he definitely ran over my ass with my money. All right, cool, whatever. And then he went from 2013 to 2017. And then you know what was crazy? It really hit for me when I started seeing the pictures. Cause that's when I was like, I was like, first I was like, damn, he's like scamming the fuck, man, four hundred twenty nine thousand, damn, it's fucked up. But then I saw the pictures, I was like, oh, he was living life. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, he was out here. Uh, yeah, he was on there on some yacht boys, like. Uh huh. Had the he was in Cuba. Nigga had a range. His, he range in Cuba with his feet out, with his toes out. He had the old school Joe Joe. He's like on squatting with the, with the uh, praying hands. And he had the, his head down. And he like got the the old school like like nineteen fifties cars. Like bro, bro, he's living his best life, bro. I think uh, yeah. I mean. And then the president will have to resign. Like, like he just, yeah. like you can't like just hold withhold information to a big investigation after it's completed. The joint was done like six, seven months ago, and he never sp- say nothing. Like you gotta like at least like you don't have like everybody know. We gotta let the wow. students know. Wow. So Twitter broke the story. Yeah. Well, the the somebody Medium. the whistleblower the will yeah medium dot yeah. the whistleblower mm-hmm. Chase is out here snitching. Basically, she was mad that she didn't graduate or she couldn't graduate. So that's basically why she told the story. She found out the information. Oh, so I feel it. All right, I feel. I thought she was working. I, what I had thought was this person, this whistleblower, was in the office with them scamming, and then didn't, didn't no, like get no, cut. No, no, no. <laughs> they like were just cut. working, and I think they couldn't graduate. Oh. So because of that, they're like, "Oh shit!" Like I found out this shit, and I can't graduate, and Damn. y'all niggas doing this shit. Okay, so I feel her then. I feel her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or him, so or this one case you can don't snitch it. So leave that. 
Sure. sure. Uh, I got a few more just about the situation. Why are niggas from Howard, a lot of y'all so salty? About what? About the fact that niggas... they got robbed. That y'all get... The, 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 uh, y'all, y'all joke time. We don't joke time at y'all expense. Oh, no. I think a lot... Well, I think a lot of people... It's happened... Like, I, when I did one of my jokes, I did I did a joke about it. And people fucked with it. People laughed. Yeah. It was funny. Because I think no, no Howard person ever thought in their right mind... That they were their money was being used the right way. Mm. Like we all knew. Like it's just the way it is. Like paying taxes. You think your tax money is going the right way? Like, bro, my thing is like at every school, I feel like people feel this way. Like, I don't think that I don't think it's unique to Howard, but I think it's it it it's easy and it's fun to make fun of niggas from Howard because niggas from that school are very pompous. Niggas from that school are very we're this black excellence thing. Mm. And it's definitely and it's definitely fun to be like, nah niggas, y'all just like the rest of us. Y'all yeah. shit, y'all shit ain't y'all shit ain't no better than nobody else. And I think it's just a fun way because I see I'm seeing niggas think peace this shit to death and not the way they supposed to. Like I don't see niggas I'm not seeing niggas think peace the fact that this nigga, the, the school just let all this shit happen. I'm seeing niggas complain about how, like, we're not talking about, like, white people doing it. It's just like, bro, these niggas at Howard forever. Freshman year, y'all told me girls don't uh, can't have visitation because y'all not like the PWIs. But now y'all trying to tell me, oh, what about the PWIs? That got to make up your minds. Like, which one is it? Like, well, like no, nah, girls can have visitation at Howard freshman year. Oh, for real? It was, yeah, one, yeah. Of, it was one of these HBCUs where niggas was like, you know, they don't have visitation with... Uh, girls after a certain time. Oh, that's weird. No, that's not exactly in college visitation. That shit was weird, bro. That shit was weird, but. Uh, I think as far yeah, they, there was people that were like being weird about it. Like, yeah, oh, this is funny. Just, like, I just couldn't. I'm thinking it's a joke. Like, everything is not anti-blackness. Sometimes niggas is the is the bid. Yeah, it yeah. just be like that sometimes. And I feel like because I mean, there are some people that were just like I know even even knowing perspective, knowing that dog, some people were really affected by it. Some people really had to go exactly, home, exactly. Hell. But like at the end of the day, we're joking about this man. Exactly. We're joking about like exactly. the the pictures. The pictures the are funny. Street. The Wolf Future. That's that's funny. That is hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Making a playlist about what he did, like, imagine, it, that's hilarious. That's, we're, not, we're not making jokes about the people that got scammed and had to go home. And no, like, not at all. Some people are, some people are. And look, and some of those are funny. Look, some of those are funny. Some of those are funny as hell. Those mean they're hilarious. But like, if you were personally affected, we apologize. Like, look, I was affected. Then, look, I was in debt. Still in debt. Look, this shit was real. It's funny, I'm not gonna laugh. Like, look, man. Every, look, if it makes you feel any better, we're all getting scammed in some phase it's of life. Some, some phase of form, wherever. You think you're not getting scammed because you ain't go to college? No, you're getting scammed in taxes. That's you're getting scammed fact. anyway. And the government's doing what they're supposed to do with your tax money? No. <laughs> they're putting it wherever they want. They are <laughs> they are uh, taking first class flights with your money. You so a Brooklyn boyfriend, he's scamming you too. Yeah. Wow. Like, you stand for that? Yeah, I'm saying that. I, I don't want no problem with Brooklyn niggas, so, uh, <laughs> so. I love Brooklyn niggas. Yeah, I, I love what y'all want. Y'all do y'all thing. I'm about saying. Same between us between. All y'all, Brownsville, Crown Heights, East New York. You know what I mean? Best style, y'all. That's between you and your girl. You and your girl, you scamming. Now, you probably shouldn't, but you know what? If you, if you had a chance, looking back at it, would you have got an employee job and been a scammer? Nah, I, I wouldn't be. He's a way braver man than me. I couldn't fake. Because my thing is, I always feel like it always. When it comes to money, mm-hmm. especially large amounts like that, yeah, that's true. It will always be tracked down. Maybe it's not at the time when it's happening, but it'll yes. always be tracked down. Like mm-hmm. if it was, he took like if he was taking like maybe a thousand dollars a year, he 
might have been all right. It wouldn't have blown up. It wouldn't have blown up. You That's know what I mean? True. If they might have caught him, but it'd just been like, all right, bro, you owe us five thousand. Like, chill. <laughs> you taking four hundred twenty nine k? Oh, it's going. You gonna end up with number one trending topic on Twitter in the nation. Like, you will be so roasted. That was his total amount that he took overall. Four twenty nine k. Kill over four years. Over four years. He, he ran a interview. Yeah, he just did an interview with like Roland Martin. Oh no! I, I saw something he did live stream with his lawyer, but I didn't watch. Yeah, I saw it. the joint he did with Roland Martin. He's on. He's on TV with Roland Martin. He was his lawyer present. <laughs> yeah, he can't be out here, but he can't be out here while they're talking. You know, trying to like incriminate himself on these interviews, but better calm down. No, I think you're right. Like the dude, the president's gonna get in trouble because I mean, feel like people knew about it, and that's my thing. My thing was like, niggas, it was. Colleges are corrupt. Like the whole concept. Of the, exactly. Every year the tuition is going up. Exactly. Every year since tuition nineteen eighty, the administration, college administrators over the landscape of the country have their pro, their their salaries have increased six hundred percent. It's a scam. It's crazy. Like, while, it's a joke. While so, the the whole even exactly it's going up, but like the college. Degree value is, is it, going lower and lower. That's ass. crazy. And the only people who are making money off of it are literally the people who work in this school at the highest level. So like it's a scam. So I get that. So I'm I'm personally one of the few people who are like, yeah, hey, look, man, your man, he scammed his way at Howard. They just another institution. Just like Harvard, just like Temple, just like whatever. So, hey, institutions get scammed. Imagine how much niggas Man, taking from Harvard. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even mad. Jeez. But, you know, like you said, we do have to feel bad for the other people. For sure. But at this time, we, we just trying to laugh at this dude. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just because you're laughing at him does not mean we are laughing at you. Like, we just oh, out here. Scam, man. Yeah, like. National debt for student loans currently is $1.2 trillion. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, get scammed, baby. Get scammed. And if you're going to scam, go out like Tyrone, man. You got to go hard or go home. Don't that's be what I'm no saying. Hey. Like, if you're going to scam, like, go ahead. Hey, get if you, you're going like... to scam, I think that's the thing. If you're going to scam, go hard or go home. Yeah, get you a mint coat. Get you a $3,000 <laughs> coat, man. That's what you do. Get you some Gucci bags. Like, get you whatever you need to do. $100,000 range. Go to Cuba. Get on the yacht. You know what I mean? Like, do what you got to do, man. Do what you gotta do if you gonna scam. Don't be out here doing no nonsense with scamming. Like, don't be buying opioids and some shit if you scamming. Like, uh, <laughs> drinking lean and shit. <laughs> like, you ain't get no activist dog. No. <laughs> waste of, waste of your money. Yeah. Do you say it's not my money? I scammed it. Ooh. No. Well, good point. You wasting. I, I'm gonna think you meant like the, the, you're getting scammed. No, no, no. When you scam, um, the scammers' money. They, they spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Once again, Bab, thank you for coming through. No problem. Thank y'all for having me, man. Check Always. out at Talib Bab on Twitter and Instagram. T A L I B B A B B. All B is in boy. All B is in bitch. Bitch. We out. Forgive me for my conscience. I'm just being honest. There's no love out here for promise. Came up in the game, never changed. Would have started love. Look me in my eyes. As a target, you just get tired of these artists. Lord knows, had no choice, had to finish what it started. Nigga, fuck around, shoot your partner. Drig getting long like a roster. I don't put my hands on a product. Watch a boy come out clean. I was getting low when the nigga came up. Now, nigga, mean mud just to get that green. Hold up.